I'm the head of growth marketing at Growth Hackers, and I've been in the, the digital marketing and tech space for about seven years. And how did you get into this scene? Well, I had a, a startup, and, which didn't go well, and that's how I first got into the, the tech scene. And I realized that the part I liked most about that was, was the marketing and user acquisition and not the other stuff. So when that didn't work out as, as hoped, I ended up moving towards the digital marketing aspect and I worked with some private clients and then uh, eventually found Growth Hackers. And what was the most fun part for you? The psychological aspect of getting people to make decisions and take actions um, based on your influence. Ah, I see. It's also a great addition to growth hackers, like the mindset that you need this psychological triggers. So maybe it's also a good way already to start to talk about what growthhackers.com is. I guess a lot of people know about it because if you somehow search for growth hacking, you will sooner or later stumble upon this. Yeah, Growth Hackers is the largest online community of growth professionals in the world. We have about half a million users on the site. Um, and it's a... It's a website with forums, with lots of content, user-generated content, and growth studies about different companies and their growth trajectory. And also we have two SaaS products, which is Experiments and Workflow, which are for growth and marketing teams. Got it. Since growth hacking has started, since it's become a thing with Sean Ellis, how do you think has it changed back then and how it is now? Well, I think there's, it's certainly changed a lot and it's also continuing to change. I think people have, are a little more comfortable with the term now. A lot of people, I would say, misunderstood what growth hacking is. And still you get different opinions about what is a growth hacker and what is growth marketing. Mm -hmm. But I, what I've, the biggest difference I've seen is it's more and more accepted. It's more and more mainstream concept that you see in larger companies. Do you think it somehow has laid off the character of being something that you do once and you're going to have this hockey stick growth or does it still have this theme behind it? I certainly think some people still view it as that, but, but more and more people are seeing it as a process, a continuous process of experimentation and results and analyzing those results and creating new experiments uh, as a continuous process and not just a one-time hack. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because the experimentation part a lot of it is obviously on the pirate funnel. So you're going to influence a lot of awareness, a lot of acquisition, getting more people in the funnel. But it's also about getting more people out of it. But for me, the interesting part, and maybe you can give me some input on that, is how do you actually implement those experimentation within the product? Because for me, it feels like when we talk about everything related to growth marketing is usually always the channels. So you talk about how you can maybe do carpet bombing on Facebook ads, how you can maybe increase your LinkedIn engagement. So different things that are very related to the top of the funnel. So scratching the iceberg, but not going really into detail on the product. So how is, what's your opinion on that? Well, certainly in product with, with growth marketing and product can be the onboarding process, doing experiments with, it could be an onboarding email flow. It could be in-app messaging to get people to the aha moment of your product. And the same with, with retention. It could be, you talk about channels, but you can still use those channels at different stages of the funnel. Like you yeah. can use Facebook ads everywhere through the funnel, not just the top. That is very true. Mm -hmm. And how far can growth marketing, growth hacking, name it what you want to name it, uh, influence also the product so that you really 
try something out within the product, not only in terms of messaging, but also maybe in terms of features? Yeah, it's certainly growth hacking is combined with product. It's not marketing isn't a separate thing and then product separate. It's really a cross-functional strategy. So absolutely, you should be testing, experimenting things within the product. I see. If it's a feature that's going to be extremely difficult to create, maybe that's not the minimum viable experiment to run. Maybe you can run something smaller to test a sub-feature that can be rolled out quickly and tested. True. Maybe you can invoice people for $1, for example, and tell them you could test this feature. Would you be willing to spend one buck on this for, I don't know, seven days or something? You can try it out and then see what's the response on that. And then maybe you build it. Yeah, absolutely. You were saying before that you have the biggest community on growth marketing there is. I guess it took a lot of effort getting there where it is right now. But if you were to take a step back some years back, how would you grow a community now from scratch? Just to point out, it's not specifically for growth marketing. It's the, the biggest community for growth. So it's also product sales, uh, all different areas are welcome at the growth hackers community. Um, but I would say for to start a community from scratch today, I think there's a lot of opportunities to piggyback on areas where people already are. I wouldn't necessarily start it on my own website if I were going to start a community today. I would probably go on, create a subreddit or on Facebook where people are, basically go where the people already are and then really work on providing value. And you can't really begin a community seeing it as part of the funnel. You really need to Think of it as it's as something you're going to provide value to in the moment. Because it's a lot of work, actually. You need to be a community manager, meaning you need to talk to people, provide value, as you said. And I feel like most of the time when communities fail is when there is no value in the group. People aren't stupid. They're going to, to notice immediately if, you're, if you've created a community just to sell something. Yeah. So they're there for the value. So you really have to provide it. And that, that might take a long time providing that value before, before you're going to see a sale from it. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely one thing people get wrong with creating community, but what do you think people get wrong when starting out with experimentation, when they want to start with AB testing, see different channels, how they work out? A big thing that people get wrong when they start is just to start experimenting whatever they like, they see something they'll start experimenting without taking a step back and really focusing on like, what's the North star metric? What's the, the main thing they want to, they want to impact at their company mm -hmm. and then creating objectives and experiments around that. How would you advise somebody to get started with this? I guess it's a lot of, it's a daunting task because you have a lot of ideas. Maybe you have Google sheets, I guess everybody uses this. So you can yeah. write it down there, but I think it's not the right process. So how, what could somebody do to get started? Well, certainly I would recommend use experiments by growth hackers, which is our, which is our software for it, um, which helps companies and teams manage the entire growth process from identifying the North star metric to creating objectives around it, to creating a huge backlog of ideas and then how to prioritize those ideas and then to execute them analyze the results and create the, the repository of 
of results. So you're not going to rework and redo the same experiment next year because you have it in one place, everything yes. that worked and didn't work. I think that's so having the, a system like okay. that, I think is, is really important for teams, especially for, because someone at your company might, might come in tomorrow and come up with an idea and someone who ran that experiment last year might not be with the company. Yes. So you want to have a place where it's easily, easy to search for the different results. I think this is the second biggest mistake somebody could make if you do not really look at the results you have. If it fails, it's okay to fail because you'd only learn if it fails, but you really fail if you do not look why this was unsuccessful and then learn from this. And that is, I think, a very good idea to have a tool on this and growth hackers or experience, but growth hackers can definitely help with that.